Welcome to Do We Like Movies. I'm your host, Angel. And I'm your criminally unprepared host, Javi. <laughs> and uh, this week is the first episode of our uh, series that we're going to be doing, I guess, up until like March or April at this point. <laughs> There's going to be several movies in this podcast yeah. series. If you guys aren't uh, if you guys aren't fans of the old uh, Karate Kid series, you might want to check out for the next month and a half or so. <laughs> but um, for those of you that love '80s movies and you love Pat Morita, here we go. Yeah, I think uh, he's this only week, in this one or like this one in the second. <laughs> this week we're doing the 1984 uh, Karate Kid, as you said, starring uh, Pat Morita and also starring uh, Ralph Macchio. And uh, I think this movie, uh, we got the idea to do it because Javi and I have actually been really into the Cobra Kai series on Netflix. And uh, the new season came out like just before the new year started. So um, we really wanted, basically we wanted an excuse to talk Cobra Kai on this podcast. But given that we've dedicated so much time to that series, it would probably make it a much more enjoyable and full experience if we actually go through the entire Karate Kid series. Because this is, at least up until this point, the only movies that haven't been referenced in that television series are (laughs) The Next Karate Kid and Karate Kid 2010. (laughs) I don't know if we'll ever get a Karate Kid reference, uh, Karate Kid 2010 reference on Cobra Kai. But, I mean, you never know, right? Because I think Will Smith is like one of the executives yeah will smith is a credited producer because he bought the rights of the franchise when uh when he was uh, developing that 2010 movie a star vehicle for Jaden. Mm-hmm. um so this this movie is directed by john g avildsen and I, I, i'm i'm not saying that because you're expected to know who he is but um, the other really famous movie that John G. Advilson made was the original Rocky. And, uh, you know, my wife and I are huge fans of the Rocky franchise. And uh, I don't know, this, this, this story about a kid who, like, you know, is trying to find his way in the world, like, through fighting, like, it just, just seems not dissimilar to that movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he knows he knows how to make a certain type of movie because he also came back for Rocky Five. Isn't that the one with Tommy Gunn? Yeah. Well, the interesting thing about this too is that, like, when you see the Karate Kid or when you remember this movie, if you haven't seen it in a long time, you think of the fact that it's like you know half him training, and then the other half is the karate tournament. Like, you think of it as more of a martial arts movie, and. If you're coming back to it for the first time in a very long time or watching this movie for the very first time, you'll actually be pretty shocked to find out that the amount of time that we spend at the tournament is actually just like the last 15 minutes of the movie. (laughs) Yeah, we're basically just watching what builds up to it. And uh, even if you watch the original Rocky, that movie is a lot like that as well. It's all focusing on the buildup until like the climax is like literally the last bit. Yeah, and I think I think that and to me, I think that's a really good formula, especially because martial arts movies, you either like them or you don't. I'm not really a huge martial arts movie fan, you know, like I've seen I've seen the quote unquote famous ones. I've even seen like Kill Bill, which is like Tarantino's like love letter to that genre. 
Um, but mm-hmm. I'm not, it's not something that I pick out to watch. <laughs> I would say martial arts movies uh, occupy that same space with Westerns for me, where it's like, I have to be in the mood to watch that genre to actually watch it. It's funny because martial arts movies are my, they're like my background movies. They're like my go-to when I need something to like, just to entertain me for a quick 90 minutes. So I watched so many over the years, you know, like I remember my, my, and I think a big part of that was my granddad. Like he used to love martial arts movies, like the Once Upon a Time in China movies, I think with Jet Li. If I, it's been a while since I've seen those, but like one, two, and three, like, name a name a jackie chan movie like you know rumble in the bronx being one of like the bigger ones <laughs> like who am i super cop crap like that um and yeah those movies were never really known for being their their uh what's it called they were never really known for being like dramatic pieces <laughs> or emotional powerhouses <laughs> but that's kind of what makes this movie so interesting being a martial arts movie is that it's more of the um yeah, like, well, while karate is, like, a big part of the movie, obviously, it's still, like, you know, it's it's just kind of, like, the vehicle to get us uh, where we're going as far as, like, the whole coming-of-age story for Daniel. This movie begins with, uh, you're watching Daniel LaRusso and his mother. Uh, they're leaving their home in New Jersey, uh, traveling from the East Coast all the way to the West Coast. Driving, so, nonetheless. Yeah, it is a set up as a complete fish-out-of-water story um daniel i guess his mom is hyping up where they're moving at is some sort of paradise you know like the idea that california is like all beaches and you know like what people who most definitely have never lived (laughs) in la probably picture like la being like is kind of like what his mom is hyping it up as and then you go like and you end up in where they live in reseda which I think in mm-hmm. this, it's funny how in this movie, it's like Reseda's like, it, it almost seems like people are looking at Daniels. He's, he's someone from the wrong side of the tracks because he lives in Reseda. Whereas like, you're like, no, nah, you know what? If you go there today, God, who could you possibly afford to buy a house there? <laughs> yeah, he's from the wrong side of the tracks from being from Reseda as well as from being from Joyzy because everyone knows that West Coast, Best Coast, baby. <laughs> that's right i said it suck it east coast uh so he they arrive at their apartment building in los angeles or in the valley i guess we'll call it the valley because that's kind of like what the series refers to it as um, i mean the tournament is called the all valley karate under 18 tournament <laughs> yeah um so they're i guess like you know they daniel's mom is really selling this apartment building in the pool that's there daniel arrives gets his bag sees that like even the pool is like empty and stuff like that and Mm -hmm. then he actually ends up meeting and making friends with the neighbor yep and then don't don't get too attached to him though because he only comes up maybe two or three more times (laughs) in the film when I watch this movie, so this movie, the what the experience that I have with it is I saw it when I was very little and then I hadn't watched it for maybe 15 years. And I think when I was like 21 or 22, I finally watched it again for like the first time in just years. And I, for some reason, when I, when I watched it 10 years ago, like I was like, man, I was like this 
feels like it's if i don't remember it correctly i was like it, i was like i'm pretty sure that this guy becomes daniel's best friend in this movie <laughs> and i don't know what movie i was thinking about but that most definitely is not the case no daniel's like a lone wolf for the most part <laughs> uh which unfortunately the character that becomes his friend but not friend is maybe like the only hispanic character in this movie <laughs> there was a hispanic character well he's hispanic isn't he i don't know i thought he was italian no his last name is no daniel is italian i just assume everyone is italian because no the, the neighbor boy is for... i think his name is rodriguez like so well, he is most definitely mexican i mean he's not even credited yeah, I know. <laughs> like, you get, I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm going to have to take your word for it because, uh, you know, I'm looking at the cast here based on Wikipedia and it's like, no. <laughs> they don't even have him listed as, like, you know, Daniel's friend number one. Yeah. So I guess, well, the, what this guy is essentially just here to be is a vehicle, like, to, to understand the fact that Daniel, at one point in his life, like, took karate classes at the y mm. <laughs> and the reason why that even comes up in conversation is because he kind of like karate kicks the gate open at the apartment building and ends up knocking this kid out <laughs> that's right god is such a dick i swear <laughs> um well it's funny because okay you know let's be was... real let's be real as to why this movie is in our cultural zeitgeist like what 26 years late actually 36 years later the big thing to remember about this movie is that a couple years ago there was that big that was that clip that said uh that that youtube video that came out talking detailing all the ways that Larusso was actually the bully now after re-watching this movie that's not true like johnny lawrence was on his way to becoming a fucking sociopath <laughs> yeah johnny <laughs> like, lawrence as you watch is... this film he is he is not a redeemable character in this at all. And at least in this film, yeah. Yeah. And what's really impressive, right. and this is really his this is this is Johnny Lawrence's only real imprint on the franchise. Yeah. Because Daniel really never will face him again until, until Cobra, Cobra Kai. Kai. And <laughs> what's kind of neat about well, what's kind of neat about Cobra Kai is I'll say this: the Karate Kid sequels, while I enjoy them for what they are none of them are as good as this and that's like saying something yeah like this movie is the best movie in this franchise in my opinion yeah but anyway oh. like yeah what, what i was trying to what i was trying to get at is like the big reason why this movie stays in our sight guys and it's gonna keep coming back every once in a while is i think like we go back to that video um and you know it's just uh, it's just one of those relatable stories but yeah that's one of those examples where you're just like yeah daniel you're kind of a dickhead <laughs> because and the, and you know from here on out it's just about him acclimating to his new life like trying to get used to being in california um i mm-hmm. think i and think his... that dude is he actually starts going out and go to the beach right and i think that's where he meets ali mills at the beach yeah so his neighbor who we're only gonna see him who we're only gonna see in one more scene invites him to a beach party uh in the week on the weekend uh they're playing soccer on the beach i guess and who plays soccer on the beach 
I was like, that's a There's plenty of people idea. in our family who play soccer on the beach. Yeah, they're fucking psychopaths. Like, who? <laughs> Running on the there, beach sucks, okay? There's well, entire beach soccer tournaments, so I wouldn't... <laughs> I wouldn't that sounds start. like some... That sounds like some fucking Beverly Hills bullshit. That sounds no, like- you know what's really funny? I'd say about like 10... No, like 8 years ago, I... I went to visit one of my cousins, right? Who he lives uh, out in the Pacific Northwest. And um, we were watching TV in the living room. And I swear to you, for like two days straight, we were hooked on this like international, like beat soccer tournament. <laughs> it was like all these different countries that had teams that were playing like on the beach. And it's like one of those things that looks like it shouldn't be enjoyable at all. But when I tell you we got hooked on this, we got hooked on it. <laughs> so that's what I think of when I see this scene. And Man, uh, of course, be, this is... I'd be kicking sand in everyone's eyes. <laughs> this is where we see get our introduction to, as you said, Allie Mills, who's played by Elizabeth Shue, who becomes the romantic object of... Daniels for the rest Let's of this. Let's be real. Movie. She is an object. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I mean, what can you I do? Think... It's 1984. That's just kind of how you write back then. <laughs> well, you know what? I'd say Elizabeth Sue is a good enough actress that like I don't think anybody, I don't think uh many other actresses can pull off this kind of just awesome performance like her. I would probably argue that her performance here reminds me of another movie, uh, another uh, actress in another movie, and that's uh, Leia Thompson in Some Kind of Wonderful, mm-hmm. like where she is the beautiful, popular girl, but she's very much just an object of desire. And like mm-hmm. you would kind of think of it as like a very reductive performance, but there's and there's some stuff in that. There's enough in that movie where you kind of end up liking what they do with her character a lot. And mm. um, it's a, like her character starts off in a way where you're like, oh, well, this isn't you could have made better use of this or, you know, again, using women as objects like that's what it feels like. And then in the end, you're like, well, OK, this is I, I definitely like this a lot more. <laughs> And uh, I feel like that's kind of what we get with Allie here, or at least we we won't get closure with her until we reach the Cobra Kai series. Which spoiler alert, she's in season three of that series. So um, she's also in the boy season one. Which the only reason I even knew was because Jose texted me that. <laughs> so go watch uh, the boys, y'all. So but what I do like about this is they do seem to have like a really good rapport. I like the back and forth between she, her and Daniel. Yeah, like, Daniel you know, has like... that uh he has that Joe Pesci wise guy way of talking. <laughs> where he just like rattles off a bunch of one-liners real quick and it just like, you know, it's good for gags and laughs. You know what? Now that you say that, I really one of these days I want to watch uh, my cousin Vinny again <laughs> because <laughs> aren't they both in that movie or is or or am I imagining that? Now we'll find out. Because I swear, I, I, I swear they actually both were in that movie, or maybe I am like absolutely losing my mind. You might. Uh, no, he's in it. Yes, yes, yep. I knew it. I, I think he's it. the cousin that's on trial, if I remember that's correctly. Right. Yep, yep. After we do the Karate Kid franchise, we need to do that movie. <laughs> oh, I love Joe Pesci. I've been called the Joe Pesci of my family, and I don't know if that's 
I don't know if that's an insult or not, but I'm not. I'm gonna take it as a compliment. <laughs> um, the relationship between Daniel and Allie is again, as we said, or as I said, like I, I think it's a really nice uh, friendship that they have. It, it seems, I guess, you know, it's funny. I never really, until this time watching the movie, like never really realized. I guess that she really was, I guess, Johnny's girlfriend, right? Like. Like when I saw this movie years ago, like I swear to you, like I remember Johnny just liking her. I didn't even think that they really had much of a thing going on. I I didn't mm-hmm. I forgot that like that that he Oh wait, is, you mean Jan- Johnny or Daniel? Johnny, that Johnny is for all intents and purposes Allie's boyfriend and that Daniel essentially like you know woos her away from him <laughs> well no i mean there's the line at the when they're at the beach party where she was like like she's like she's made it she makes it known several times that she's single she's no longer with johnny and that johnny's trying to like repair the relationship and trying to get back together mm-hmm. but i mean i never saw it like that i mean i when i was younger i thought I, I saw it the way you were saying where it was like that they were dating and that Dan- Danny, yeah, Daniel ended up taking her away from Johnny. But yeah, like as you watch it now, you're like, oh no, like Johnny and uh, Allie have, I mean, Johnny, uh, Daniel and Allie have like a full ass like relationship throughout the entire movie. <laughs> yeah, like really, I you could say that the movie is equal parts about their relationship as it is about Daniel learning karate. <laughs> Like you could argue that because the first few like scenes in the movie when are Daniel having trouble adjusting the school, you know, he keeps getting into it with Johnny. They end up getting into a fight in gym class and or like soccer during soccer tryouts. And Daniel's the one who gets like <laughs> who ends up getting booted off the team. Yep. <laughs> and I'm just like, huh. All right the blonde white guy gets no punishment towards him and the racially ambiguous dark-haired guy is the one who gets taken off this team Hmm. (laughs) you're like i don't know what's going on but someone's getting canceled (laughs) i don't know what's going on here but i don't like it It feels racist. <laughs> You're like, I'm not gonna call it racist just yet, but it feels racist. <laughs> yeah, this like is- I'm gonna call it racist because uh, you know, Daniel LaRusso <laughs> is Italian, but it feels racist. This is like too fast, too furious. Where you were like, <laughs> I don't know if J- I don't I don't know anything about James Rivers character, but I'm pretty sure he's racist. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm still pretty sure that guy is racist. You're just coming in with the hot takes today. (laughs) But anyway, okay, so in I guess in the beginning scene when we get into the LaRusso's apartment, we realize that the faucet is not working, right? Mm -hmm. And in that scene, uh, one of the neighbors tells Daniel to go uh, talk to the maintenance man, and the maintenance Mm -hmm. man is on the outside of the building. And uh, obviously, he's Mr. Miyagi, played by Pat Morita, who I only know Pat Morita as someone who was in the Karate Kid franchise. Mm-hmm. But people who are older than us may recognize him as, uh, I think, the character of Arnold from Happy Days. Yeah. So, and funny enough, like before this movie, like 
you know, Arnold from Happy Days is who everyone thought Pat Morita. Like, it's probably what you would have thought Pat Morita was like for the rest of your life, right? Yeah. Like, that would be like this the the character most associated with him. Now, in this movie, you know, if we're talking about Rocky, obviously Daniel is the Rocky character. Ali is the Adrian character and uh what's it called mr miyagi is gonna end up being the mickey character in this scene (laughs) you know the old grizzled fighter who you know is gonna help our young hero our young italian stallion (laughs) (laughs) yeah no kidding right like i mean it it can't be an accident it can't some of this stuff really can't be an accident holy shit this is just a remake of rocky (laughs) (laughs) yeah like that's that is one of the things i really thought about when watching this you know, like, except the difference is that, like, Talia Shire, who plays uh, Adrian in the original Rocky, like, she is very shy. Mm. She doesn't really say much. There's not, like, you know, like, it's just, she, she's Ali is like a passive character. Yeah. yeah. And Ali is a lot more of a, is a lot more modern, I feel like, her character. Mm. You know, she was, again, she was the adventures and babysitting girl. And, uh, you know, shortly after this, she would end up, I think one of the reasons why she doesn't come back for Karate Kid 2 is because she's going to be in Back to the Future 2 uh, playing Michael J. Fox's girlfriend. That's right. Um, So we meet Mr. Miyagi. He tells him, I will, you know, he basically says, I'm going to fix your faucet, but later. And then scenes later, after Daniel has his first encounter with the Cobra Kai on the beach led by Johnny Lawrence. Mm. Um, you know, he gets beat up. His like neighbor friend ditches him and will never see him for the rest of his life. <laughs> like the character is literally <laughs> probably just died the next day and will never fucking know about it. I hope he comes back in Cobra Kai one day. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> That'll be the most random callback ever. <laughs> Um, oh, but it, you know, uh, Mr. Miyagi comes into the LaRusso apartment, and you see Daniel is practicing karate from a book, uh, in there. And he kind of just says, Oh, learning karate from book, and then he goes, Well, yeah, but you know, he says he took classes at the Y and stuff like that. And, he looks uh, almost ashamed that someone caught him practicing karate. <laughs> well, I think, I, I think he kind of is supposed to feel ashamed in this because. If you remember in the beginning scene where he's talking to the Mexican neighbor, he's like awfully presumptive of you to call him Mexican. Just a heads up. He's Mexican. Trust you know me. What? Oh, trust me. I'm gonna I'm gonna prove you wrong, and I'm gonna get you canceled. <laughs> Which is gonna be good for my podcast career because then I gotta get canceled by you know. <laughs> so uh, yeah, like he basically kind of showed off to his neighbor that he that he knew karate, and like kind, that, that's kind of what he was doing. He was basically talking up like how good he was, and I get it, right? Like it's relatable when you are in a situation where you have to make new friends and you don't really know anybody. Mm-hmm. Like you have one of the things you feel pressured to do is make yourself sound a lot more interesting than you are. That reminds me when I was in elementary school and there was this kid, like new kid came into class and he goes, yeah, I rode a motorcycle here. And I was like, no, you didn't. We saw you get dropped off. <laughs> like, why? you don't have to lie, dude. How old are you, sir? <laughs> no, we were like, at this time we were like eight, like seven or eight. What? And some kid was like, "Yeah, I rode on a on a on a motorcycle here," and I'm like, "But we saw you get dropped off." 
<laughs> but I saw you. I saw your dad leave you here in a unicycle. <laughs> <laughs> you were riding on his shoulders. <laughs> and he, you know, it's safe to say that kid was not my friend after I called him out. Well, maybe that's why like Daniel will basically be a, or ignored by everyone else and Allie becomes really his only real friend. <laughs> But again, this is the first like kind of interaction between him and Mr. Miyagi. And a lot mm-hmm. of the early part of this movie really is like Daniel talking to Allie, Daniel having a really nice scene with Allie, like they're getting to know each other. And then the Cobra Kai come and like ruin everything. <laughs> <laughs> they just come in flipping quarters and just like, you know, with chewing gum and shit being like, hey, hey, we're here to bully you. And yeah. then they do something to bully him, and it's pretty rinse and repeat for the, at least the first like hour of the movie. Yeah, and then like you know, it's it's it, there's also kind of like the strained relationship between Daniel and his mom, not because they don't like each other, not because he like, and he doesn't really want to make her feel like guilty for moving them out there, even but though he he's really unhappy. <laughs> Right, but I think it's because he's like just really unhappy. At first, he hides, like you know, like he's hiding the black eye, like as mm-hmm. he's like leaving, skipping breakfast and stuff like that. And it takes like several encounters where he gets like beaten up before you know he basically just tells his mom that you know he's not happy there, <laughs> you know. And part and of it all is the like, while... no, I was gonna say all the while, Mr. Miyagi's just watching from a distance, just watching this poor kid get his ass kicked. <laughs> And then right. coming back home and just being like, eh, well, the f- well, no, I don't think so. I think, I think maybe the first scene, it's kind of like not my problem. But I think when he catches Daniel doing karate in the living room, he starts to take an interest in him. Then we get this the the incident where Daniel gets like you know beat up and his bicycle gets like destroyed, right? Or his bicycle gets broken. Oh, you mean. You mean when they ride him off the side of the road? Yeah, like these they guys are like kill him. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. The Cobra Kai are like serial killers in training, <laughs> and it's like it's funny too because like if you watch the Cobra Kai the series, Cobra Kai? some of us, well, some of the stuff that Cobra that happens in the Cobra Kai series, you're like, this is a little bit like jumping the shark. But then you go back to this movie and you're like, no, they were always kind of like this. <laughs> My fraternity in the city of, was it Oakland or somewhere? My fraternity did way less than the Cobra Kai in this movie do. And we have a file like identifying us as a gang. (laughs) (laughs) And meanwhile, Cobra Kai nearly murdered David LaRusso. Yeah, Daniel LaRusso. Daniel LaRusso, yeah. Shut up. I'm going to keep calling him David. I don't know why. Why? Shut up. That's why. <laughs> but yeah, they practically murder him by shoving him down like an embankment. <laughs> oh, this poor kid. Like, yeah, they're just like fucking sociopaths. And literally everyone's like, well, boys will be boys. <laughs> At least they know how to karate real good. Oh, man. But it's... yeah, like you were saying after that. Right. Oh, but when his bicycle gets destroyed, Mr. Miyagi's the one who fixes it. And it's what it, it's what I mean. It's like even before they officially start doing the karate thing, and that's not going to take place until after the Halloween party. Like it, Mr. Miyagi is clearly taking some sort of interest in Daniel. Um, and again, he he's a watcher, right? 
and he feels like he's seeing a guy get beat up and he wants to stand up for the little guy for whatever reason. I don't even think he understands why, to be honest. <laughs> like, you know, like it, it's just uh, so we go to the Halloween party where Daniel's decided yeah, to dress up as kind of turns a corner. Yeah, this is where Daniel's decided to dress up as a shower, um, which I think is actually a really neat costume. <laughs> I don't care. It's, I think uh, it's smart because he does say he, he needs something to cover up so that Johnny and the rest of the guys don't see him. And it's actually a really cool moment because I think Miyagi helps him like create like create this costume where he can like instantly hide in a moment's notice. Then at the dance, it's like at the dance, he even has like the moment where like Ali like get goes inside the curtain and it's like, oh man, he might actually do hand stuff in real life. <laughs> he might do some over the pants hand stuff right now. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that takes me back to college. I mean, I... <laughs> oh, nothing like over the pants hand stuff. <laughs> what are you 12? <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, but of course, everything gets like, and Daniel kind of like brings it upon himself, right? Because you have the scene where I guess what are they all like smoking weed in in the in the bathroom, right? The Cobra god, Kai, like such a boomer. What what are you guys doing in here? You smoking weed? <laughs> what are you guys doing in here? You guys puffing on reefer? <laughs> you smoking them jazz cigarettes, boy? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, uh, it's Johnny. He's rolling up, and then he's gonna go meet up with the rest of the Cobra Kai to go smoke. And you know, uh, uh, Daniel thought it was a great time to be a cheeky little bastard, and he ends up jerry rigging a uh, what's it called a hose so that and just lets it rip all over Johnny. Uh, you know, destroying the weed, which that's messed up, man. I mean, I'm pretty sure weed in the '80s was pretty expensive. <laughs> But this caused him to get chased by uh, by Johnny and the rest of the Cobra Kai. They chase him out of the park or out of the dance. And I forgot who someone like say I think it's Allie. She like throws a bunch of stuff on the ground. You see them all fall like do the the sitcom fall and bumble onto each other. <laughs> but they end up chasing him through the or they end up chasing him through the parking lot, causing like three car accidents on their way out. <laughs> And they end up chasing him to a vacant lot, and essentially the fi- it's a five on one. They start jumping uh, Daniel and really start uh, just wailing on him. One of the guys from Cobra Kai stands up for him. Angel, do you remember who it was? I think it was like, uh, I forget which one, but one of them ends up standing up for uh, Daniel, or at least not really standing. I don't up think for him, he stands up for him. To, like, okay, he just. Tra- He's trying, trying to, to stop it. Johnny from killing him. <laughs> I'm trying to walk it back, but now you want now you want to talk. <laughs> but yeah, so it's like he was uh, he was just trying to stop Johnny and tr- just being like, "Yo, like this is this is starting to get a little too much." <laughs> and at this point, like a specter of vengeance, a tiny specter of vengeance, <laughs> Mr. Miyaki jumps over the fence and proceeds to beat the shit out of all five. <laughs> which daniel can't really tell who saved him because he's clearly concussed at this point <laughs> it was a tiny okinawan batman as far as he was concerned <laughs> well you don't even know who he is like he thinks of it as a kid <laughs> <laughs> why are we roasting paparita for being short 
I don't know. It's not even like we're that tall. We need to stop this. We need to stop all this like short man slander. <laughs> I know. It's not like like we're not we're not joining the league with our height, but I don't know. I'm five nine. I'm pretty comfortable with that. I think that gives me enough leeway to make fun of anyone shorter than me. Uh anyway. So yeah, uh, Mr. Miyagi actually helps him recover, and that's kind of where you know that Daniel really gets to tell his part of the story, and that that's when they kind of start bonding. And I think after that is when uh, Daniel wants uh, he wants uh, Mr. Miyagi to teach him karate, and at first Mr. Miyagi refuses because he thinks that Daniel wants to learn for revenge and. He's trying to teach him that the principle of karate is is about more defending themselves than it is about um, causing more violence. Right. So Mr. Miyagi's idea is that he and Daniel should both go to the Cobra Kai dojo, which Daniel and Daniel went to earlier in the movie to like to to see if Cobra Kai could be a place where he can like you know, rid himself of these bullies. And that's where he discovers that like Johnny was like the king of the bullies here. <laughs> so, and this, he was this, the king of the bullies being fucking trained by the bully God himself, John Kreese. Yeah. So we get, uh, we get the interaction between John, John Kreese, Johnny and Daniel and Miyagi and where they're all at the Cobra Kai gym. And, you know, they're trying to, basically trying to like find a way to resolve i guess all the conflict that they're having with each other and <laughs> for john crease like he actually has no interest in resolving conflict because i think he just wants like the cobra kais to literally bully him until he kills himself i don't know i <laughs> i really don't know what his, <laughs> I, don't I don't know, know what the end game is, is here <laughs> yeah, like i don't know what the end game is <laughs> The end game is just that all five of them murder Daniel. <laughs> they just fucking like jump him to death. But thankfully, but, like yeah, Mr. Like Miyagi, saying... like, Miyagi drives the. He basically like pulls the the the. He pulls the carriage out from the cliff by just telling them, "No, and you know what? Instead of murdering each other, why don't we just all like enter the All Valley Karate Tournament, and then you know whoever wins this." tournament has mm-hmm. to leave each other alone forever I, did they even like i the, the, this this i don't so understand like stakes, did they just assume that they're gonna so end up the, fighting each other in the tournament yeah so the stakes are that if, if cobra kai takes the whole thing then they're gonna continue to bully daniel until he dies <laughs> yeah like it would this movie would get really dark <laughs> <laughs> if what's it called if daniel would not like have won imagine if you would have lost like, yeah like you said this would have ended in some other way <laughs> daniel's next step is to go get a gun <laughs> but yeah so the idea is that if daniel won- somehow wins with like a month of preparation <laughs> that he's going to um that he pretty much the 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 Cobra Kai guys are going to leave him alone. So they agree on it. They come to the terms that, that the Cobra Kai will not harass Daniel. In the meantime, they're going to let him train, and then they'll let him have it once they get to the tournament. So this you know leads to the to the bizarre training regiment 
that uh Miyagi has for um for Daniel, which includes uh painting fences or painting the uh painting his house. Well, he takes him like to his actual home, right? When he pretty much helps him restore it. And the way he does that is like teaching him how to do regular menial tasks. It's really um, funny because like to Mr. Me- Miyagi as like the maintenance man, like you would imagine that he probably has an apartment at this complex. But then when you actually see where he lives, it's like this really like it's like this really like simple but very nice house with like a ridiculously mm-hmm. beautiful Japanese garden outside. <laughs> I know it's like he keeps it and that's part of like his self-care. Like I was like, damn dude, I want this house. This house is pretty rad. <laughs> but yeah, he, he ends up teaching uh Daniel these like uh or using like everyday tasks, he's able to kind of teach Daniel through muscle memory how to use um, you know, how to pretty much practice karate uh and has him drill it that way. Now, honestly, I think that's actually really smart because of the fact that they only have a month to prepare him. <laughs> so it's like trying to dr- have him drill, um, you know, drill different moves and stuff. That might be a little bit more difficult. But if, you know, like, I like that Mr. Miyagi was like, no, nah, I'm going to teach you how to, how do you, how you do, you use karate already in your day to day life. And we're just going to practice it that way. And pretty much it made him uh, second, uh, second, nat- you know, all the while making it second nature for Daniel. Um, and throughout this time, his relationship with Allie starts becoming uh, strained because Daniel's still like trying to see her, but he still he knows that there's the, there's the roadblock in his own head of uh, trying to get over Johnny. Well, then uh, there's you know, also co- the quote unquote class differences between them. Um, I, yeah, I don't want to glo- coming up. Yeah, I don't want to super gloss over this though. I really did like, I think, and I, you made a good point to talk about the fact that, you know, Mr. Miyagi trains Daniel by having him like do these menial chores and stuff like that. Um, and the montages are really good, right? Like, because between these like scenes where you see like Daniel and, uh, and Mr. Miyagi, like at the beach or stuff like that, like that's where you get the scene of seeing uh, Mr. Miyagi, like st- do standing in the stand doing the crane pose and all that kind of stuff and there's a lot of like subtle like stuff being set up in these scenes right mm-hmm. um but then on the and... flip side oh, i'm sorry you had something no, else. no i was just gonna talk about you know kind of concurrent you know the concurrent storyline is that while you have him training with mr miyagi and learning learning the you know learning karate He's also still trying to maneuver his relationship with Ali, still trying to make things work, but also kind of learning that, you know, this kind of also where we see like the ugly side of Daniel too, where Daniel, you know, he does get jealous. He does get envious. He, he becomes very, um, you know, he feels, what's the word I'm looking for? And it sucks because, you know, we're doing something that requires words and it's a medium in which we talk. You mean like regret? Um, he's self-conscious. There we go. Oh, okay. No, he, he becomes very self-conscious because of Self, like you mentioned. Yeah. Self-aware. Um, no, it's more that to me in any way, it's more that he becomes very self-conscious because of where he's where he's at 
whether it's living in Reseda, like he always has this issue where he feels like he's just not good enough. And it becomes very evident in that scene and the country club scene, right? Where um, you know, in the in the country club scene, they the there was one night where Allie and Danny were supposed to go out on a date, but Allie ended up going to the country club and she was going to leave that party with her family to go uh, meet up with Daniel later. Um, but Daniel becoming very self-conscious again, not not really like trusting Allie or kind of the situation he's in uh, or driven by fear. He ends up going to the country club to try to, you know, try to talk to her uh, where he ends up walking in on Allie dancing with Johnny and Johnny pretty much forcing a kiss onto her um and you know that's all john there that's all daniel sees he doesn't see that you know she ends up pushing him away and punching him um you know he ends up causing a causing a ruckus dropping a bunch of food on himself in the kitchen (laughs) to which everyone in the country club then laughs at him which i thought was pretty fucked up because it was like even the adults were all started pointing and laughing at him (laughs) You know, it, this is going to be a, a weird pull here, but it kind of reminded me of like the Carrie? scenes. No, no, like Uh-oh. the scenes. What it reminded me of is this stupid like flashback scene in the third Austin Powers movie <laughs> where like something happens and Austin Powers gets embarrassed and everyone is laughing and then it keeps cutting to like this janitor who's like cackling at him <laughs> it's like just the fact that everyone there is making fun of him like it almost feels like a comedy sketch every and it's like it's not even that they're just like laughing at him it's like there's an old man that grabs his stomach and points and he has like belly laughs at it's so like everyone, all you needed was like you know pig's blood falling on him and then everyone just you know everyone's laughing at you so he ends up running away and refuses to talk to Allie out of anger. So at this point, you know, this is kind of where uh, where things are kind of on the on the on the downside for him. Um, and it all comes to a head. I think it's like, was it his birthday where he where uh, Daniel learns about uh, Mr. Miyagi's past? Um, it's not his birthday. It's a little bit before that. Uh... There's one evening where Daniel is, I forget what he's showing up at Mr. Miyagi's for, but uh, Mr. Miyagi's dressed up in his old, like, military uniform Mm -hmm. or his arm. I don't know which, I don't know which uh, branch of the armed forces he was in, but um, Uh, he was in the 432nd Infantry, which is usually army yeah he was in the army okay so that's where you find out that he's a world war ii veteran and Mm -hmm. uh you know one of the things that you could think about is uh you know like it's not like you would totally think about like what is up with mr miyagi's life it's just it's 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 one of those things that they don't need to do at all like the movie can mm-hmm. exist without you really having to learn these kind of intimate details about Mr. Miyagi, but I appreciate the fact that it does because uh-huh. especially like as someone who is a history buff, like there are a lot of people and I would probably argue more in recent generations who may not be aware of how 
kind of cruel Japanese internment was during World War II, right? Like, it's so easy Uh, to point the finger at, like, you know, the Axis powers and, you know, what happened in Nazi Germany. And you're like, oh, yeah, of course. Well, Hitler did it. Hitler's the bad guy. Hitler's, like, the ultimate political boogeyman, like, is, like, the worst person on Earth. And it's like, well, what he did was absolutely brutal. And, you know, there's... But who did he you, learn it from, y'all? <laughs> there's few things you can compare it to. But then the other mm-hmm. side of that is, like, here at home, while we're over here telling other people what they should be doing in other continents, because of the growing conflict between Japan and the U.S., like, Mr. Miyagi, like, is in the army, and at the very same time, his wife is, you know, brought into an internment camp, is forced to live there and you find out that she dies giving birth so the baby's passed away and his wife has passed away all while he is fighting in europe like that is if that's not one of the saddest origin stories i've heard in a while like jesus man well you know what and i think it's good it's good to call attention to this kind of stuff now too because even now in this country, like there's a lot of people who are, you know, uh, Latin American immigrants who come into this country from Mexico, Central America, all these other countries. And they are essentially promised by, you know, recruiters that if they join the armed forces, that they will become U.S. citizens and it will make it easier for them to be able to get residency for their relatives abroad and stuff like that. And basically like, you know, recruiters will use it as a sales pitch. And there's a lot of horror stories that you learn of particularly, you know, even before the Trump administration, but there was a lot of like people who were serving this country and getting deported anyway, Mm. for whatever reason. And it's like, no, like we've always had this history of, being cruel to you know like people who are not white (laughs) non-wasps non-whites right and and it's really important because like you said it does shine a light on our history that a lot of people don't know and it's not like at this point the men's in our internment camp and like the the japanese internment it's like what we're talking about maybe that was like 80 years ago. Like there was people that are still living like their lifetimes. <laughs> like that's still in some people's lifetimes that that took place. Like the, the, that that's happening. Like, right. Hell fucking, um, sorry for the tangent, but Mike Shinoda, the, the rapper from Lincoln park, he has, you know, he has a song where he talked about how his grandpa, like <laughs> was one of the guys that was in, uh, in Manzanar. Like it's fucking crazy. And what this scene does as well is it kind of gives you like it, it it instantly tells you like what the reason is that these two have developed this kind of relationship, right? You know, like Daniel, obviously he lives the single mother. He is yearning and looking for a father figure. And, you know, it seems like Mr. Miyagi has lost like, you know, the ability. Like you you would imagine that had his son lived that Mr. Miyagi would have taught him karate and you know that teaching him karate is something that's very special and near and dear to him you know and it's not like he intended to you know to to teach this to Daniel 
but it's just because of the type of relationship that they've developed. It's like this scene feels like the one where they've discovered that they both are feeling, you know, they're they're feeling like these emotion, these need, these emotional needs for each other uh, by engaging in training for this tournament and just the friendship and relationship that they've developed. Yeah, they're both looking for a family, right? Like one isn't one feels like an orphan son because as much as you know yeah daniel's mom is in the in in the picture but it's very much like he's he's still trying to learn to stand on his own two feet because you can tell this kid really does want to like be like quote unquote the man of the house and then miyagi's just the he's the guy that you know has already lost everybody that he would have cared about so it's like he's very reluctant about kind of caring but now that he's seen he's met this kid that actually genuinely wants to learn from him he becomes a total softy like <laughs> like you know he like there's that scene where like the first time him and, and daniel bond he ends up teaching daniel how to cut bonsai trees and he actually gives bond like gives both of them a bonsai tree to like take care of um which i don't know if you know apparently those are super expensive like <laughs> and he's just gifting them like like you know with no problem but then the cool thing is that taking those life lessons that Miyagi taught him, whether it was through their conversations or through karate, um, Daniel kind of learns to kind of humble himself and he and he's willing to go back to Ali and apologize um, after he kind of uh, let his his own like his own emotions get in the way of like the relationship that they were creating. Uh, you know, like there's the scene where he gets bullied at the arcade by the Cobra Kai's because his mom has to go drop him off. Um, and, and of course, that, meant that puts Daniel in like this really defensive position where it's like he doesn't even want like the, he pretty much ruins the date between him and Allie. So we kind of get that chance for him to make up for it where he drives uh, where Mr. Miyagi ends up giving him uh, a car for his birthday pretty much. For Daniel's birthday, he ends up gifting him a, uh, a karate gi to use at the tournament, as well as a uh, a car that he then uses to go meet up with Allie, and he lets Allie drive it. Um, yeah, totally like uh, totally uh, cool father son moment between the two characters, and pretty much this takes us all the way up to the day of the All Valley Karate Tournament. So. <laughs> I remember I was texting Angel during the while I was watching the scene during the, the registration scene, and I'm like, no one talks about how much of a dickhead Mr. Miyagi is in this movie <laughs> because Mr. Miyagi signs Daniel up for like the black belt bracket, which you know for I'm sure everyone knows, but you know black belt means that you had X amount of years, like you know the most amount of years to show mastery in karate. So it's supposed to be the hardest and with the most experienced fighters. So he throws this kid that's had maybe a month and a half of training to go in there. <laughs> and he ends up stealing a black belt to go, uh, to go, uh, or he ends up stealing a black belt so that he can enter the fighting bracket. But I love this other- criminal behavior that Mr. Miyagi is <laughs> engaging in right now. I love it because I also have questionable morals. <laughs> <laughs> well, you also know he's a scumbag too because of the 
earlier in the scene where Daniel's trying to do like the crane pose like on the boat and then Miyagi mm-hmm. like shakes the boat throws him and just ah, like scream <laughs> laughs at him he's such a <laughs> dickhead I love it but my favorite part <laughs> my favorite part is that Daniel asked Miyagi yeah so what are the rules and Miyagi's like rules <laughs> like oh shit I was supposed to teach you rules so then he finds out that this is actually Mr. Miyagi's first time taking a student to the All Valley Karate Tournament. So they figure they'll learn on the uh, on the fly. Ali's there to explain the basics that, uh, you know, you try to win by points, get points by, like, punching in the trunk area. Uh, no face shots for the most part. Um, but it was just funny because I'm like, because then, like, I was telling Angel, uh, it reminded me of that scene in Kung Pao where they train a guy like martial. <laughs> they train a guy to fight bad on purpose as a joke, <laughs> and so the entire time I'm just like Mr. Miyagi trained him bad on purpose <laughs> just so he can laugh when he loses. <laughs> uh, that's not the case, Daniel. And uh, you know we get a really cool montage of Daniel kind of like getting getting his feet under him and Cobra Kai. Uh, finding their way through the brackets and that pretty much takes us to the semifinals, right where um daniel ends up fighting uh one of the uh cobra kai guys i forgot which one it was um oh man i forgot yeah i forgot which one it was but pretty much the guy goes straight for oh it was bobby there we go um but uh bobby's going at it with uh with daniel and he ends up going straight for daniel's knee uh, on crease's orders even though bobby he knew that he could take daniel or so he claims so he ends up doing it because uh that's what crease tells him ends up getting disqualified and then this kid is just walking around with like a busted up knee now. <laughs> Meanwhile, um, Johnny ends up uh, going, you know, he ends up falling, uh, falling to another student. I think he goes like 2-0 and then he goes, he gets three unanswered strikes and ends up advancing to the finals. So Daniel's given about 15 minutes to recover. And this is the moment where uh, Mr. Miyagi uh, uses... I don't know holistic medicine. <laughs> this is kind of you know, where you this, like, this this like technique of like clapping your hands together and rubbing them like it's such a like iconic scene to me that like I do it for like stupid random stuff in my house like <laughs> like just the other day like I had to replace a car part like that was super simple to replace but i swear to you the first thing i did was clap my hands together and then start vigorously rubbing <laughs> like mr miyagi you're like you're channeling your own mr miyagi energy <laughs> oh, oh man so he ends up repairing uh johnny's knee a little bit and he gets in uh, you know johnny uh, i'm sorry not johnny daniel daniel ends up limping his gimpy self back over to the to the main arena and he and he starts uh fighting da- uh he starts fighting uh johnny uh and for a bit johnny's actually uh, or daniel's able to hold his uh his hold his own against johnny and actually goes up on him uh, uh until 
we get this or you know we get the iconic line sweep the leg where Johnny ends up sweeping the leg and taking advantage and uh, scoring two more points tying it up all two uh two two um but then uh Johnny ends up hurting the leg again and then he gets a warning so again I don't know why the refs aren't just calling Johnny and just being like stop trying to cripple this kid <laughs> but pretty much it comes down to one dramatic point where it's just one you know it's it, the it, next next strike wins so we get John or we get Daniel striking the uh crane pose just waiting for uh for an opening from Johnny as Johnny rushes in, uh, Daniel find, uh, manages to pull off the crane kick that we see Mr. Miyagi practice earlier in the film, getting you know nailing Johnny right in the face, knocking him out, scoring the point, and winning the entire tournament. Everyone loses it and goes crazy. <laughs> Johnny actually gets up and uh, you know tells Johnny you know he he ends up handing the uh, trophy over to Daniel, telling him. Uh, you deserve this. You're you're all right, Larusso, and ends up kind of like letting him celebrate, kind of showing like a begrudging respect for each other. Mm-hmm. And yeah, freeze frame. We get Daniel Larusso holding up the the uh, the trophy, and that's Karate Kid. Yeah, like the entire ending tournament again was only a few minutes. Like scored to you're the best around, right? Like, and and it's a really awesome scene. Again, this crane kick, like how many people have you seen in your entire life who have like mockingly trying to do the crane kick pose anytime that you, I, I did karate, I did Taekwondo when I was younger and I swear to God, like I had friends where like I would tell them, oh yeah, you know, I just started doing Taekwondo and the first thing that they would do is the stupid crane pose. <laughs> <laughs> you're like not even the same thing yeah not, like, even, not even the same martial art but all right then <laughs> and remember when you did muay thai a couple years ago that was the first joke all our friends made we're just like oh yeah so you're taking karate classes with all the kids i know i kept saying that one i was saying that you were taking yeah, karate fucking, classes with eight-year-olds yeah you fucking dickhole <laughs> man you could have right. said the same thing when i was doing krav maga but you chose not to that's on no because i'm not a fucking scumbag that's well right. i am a scumbag so. <laughs> <laughs> all right it's clear that both of us really love the karate kid i mean and, i wouldn't uh, say i love it i just like it like i think it's oh, a word really bitch big <laughs> 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 your fucking pardon oh my god i thought you were gonna fucking love this movie but all right then bitch <laughs> Okay, you could be wrong. You I can't wait till COVID's over and then I can go over there and crank kick you one time <laughs> for your stupid ass opinion. No, like I don't hate the movie, it's just I remember it being um I hate you. I mean <laughs> I mean as far as like teen movies go, yeah, it's a it's a good teen movie, it's a good sports movie. I think it's a fun sports movie to watch. This is the I worst mean, opinion you've ever had on this show. I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. Like, it's a che- it's an 80s... Che- it's a cheesy 80s movie. Everyone no, you basically just fun. called it a piece of shit right in front of my face. <laughs> you're really... Gonna, <laughs> you're really gonna disrespect me in this movie like that and call it a piece of shit? This is literally the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. Did you really just call this film an abortion? <laughs> <laughs> oh my fucking god. This okay, podcast before- is over. <laughs> We're, We're not even making it to Karate Kid 2 at this point. <laughs> We're 
silly hit mid-series. <laughs> uh, and that's, I just said I didn't love this movie. Jesus. No, whatever. That is literally the most insulting thing you've ever said on this show. This might be worse than your take on Last Jedi. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, I actually wasn't even that crazy about it. You son of a bitch. (laughs) You fucking asshole. That's the worst thing I ever said. I'm pretty sure you had to edit out a super racist accent I did one time. (laughs) Which came out on accident. And then I realized all my internalized racism. (laughs) All right. Uh, Anyway, it's a good one. Some of us could be right and others could be wrong. It's a good movie. Enjoy it. Have fun. If you love cheesy 80s movies, it's gonna be your bag. Obviously, if you are a martial arts like fan, it's an 80s movie. Martial arts has advanced way more past karate at this point. <laughs> I mean, just don't be one of those dude bros that loved Never Back Down because that movie sucked. <laughs> there are few movies that I think are better than this. I think this movie is almost flawless. I love the relationship between Daniel and Ali. I love the relationship between Daniel and uh, Mr. Miyagi. I love the fact that we get to travel with this guy from one part of the country to the other. And we basically have an underdog story, right? Like in... It's the reason why I was interested in taking martial arts when I was younger. It is a movie that once I came back to it, I it wasn't until I came back to it as an adult that I really just appreciated how great it was. It's the reason why I ended up getting a subscription to that YouTube premium service when Cobra Kai season one came out. And it's the reason why I made it my mission to watch every other movie in this franchise. I think this movie is great. I think the addition of the, you know, the fact that Mr. Miyagi's family was captured during Japanese internment, I already mentioned, was really good. Like, it's just one of those really deep, like, pieces of information that may not be necessary, but adds so much depth to these characters. Um, And I just think it's a really great movie. And I love it. Remember, we both like this movie. That's the big takeaway. You don't like it enough. (laughs) (laughs) And that insults me. (laughs) I'm going to drive over to your house and spit in your face until you like this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking gross. Man, I can't wait. I I swear to God, I'm going to pansy you when I see... I'm gonna fucking give you a swirly. God, God, I thank you guys. I'd like to thank you guys for joining us for this podcast. I'm surprised. I'm surprised. Karate Kid is the show killer and not the Godfather, which I really thought was gonna be the end of our series. No, because if people don't like the Godfather, I understand why they don't like it. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why you don't love this movie more. <laughs> <laughs> you could probably like swear that like you said that you actually didn't like this movie. Uh, and the way you're making it sound, I'm getting gaslit to thinking I hate this movie. <laughs> uh, you're gonna be like laying in bed. Man, did I really fucking hate that movie? 
Did I really hate it like that? <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening, y'all. If y'all want to listen to me get gaslit in the future, we have more Karate Kid episodes coming out. Uh, it's going to be our series for the next month and a half or so. Thanks, everyone, for listening. As always, we hate asking people to do this because no one ever, you know, no one ever likes doing it. But please, it helps the algorithm, the the Apple Music podcast. If you just go in, give us a review. You don't even have to type anything too crazy. You can you can just give us a star review and then, well, not a one star review, but you know, if you yeah. Want to throw some don't give don't give us a one star review the way that Javi gave this movie a one star <laughs> review. Actually appreciate what we've done for you. Great. Now we're gonna get a bunch of one stars just because <laughs> you just because you were like appreciate us, you shits. Oh my god. But yeah, thanks for listening, y'all. We appreciate it. Thanks for the ride. And yeah, we got Karate Kid 2 coming up. We'll be watching it over the weekend. We'll try to get the episode out. Ah, well, it's Valentine's Day and you have a you have a wife, so <laughs> you can expect it uh, sometime next week. Yeah. All right. We'll talk to you guys next time. All right. Take it easy, y'all. Peace.